Hello, my friends, and welcome to PM School, an educational platform for women entrepreneurs aspiring to start, scale, and exit epic businesses. I'm your host, Steph Caldwell, businesswoman by day, personal development author, founder, and investor by PM. Come with me each episode as we go behind the scenes with epic entrepreneurs and with the epic experts who support them along their way. So grab your glass of wine, grab your biz bestie, because it is about to get real. Are you ready? Pull up your seat because class is in session. Hello, my friends, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of PM School Podcast. And I mean, you probably already know this, but you get to hang out with me today. What? I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have some extra special lessons, tactics, life hacks. No, I don't like that. I don't like that term, life hack, strategies, life strategies for you today. Before I get into those though, how badass were those women that we got to hang out with in March? I mean, between Brittany Stewart and Mara Smith and Isha Marshall, like what? How much did we get to learn from those epic women? I mean, shout out Brittany for being so hardcore on the fact that if you don't know numbers, you won't be successful in business. Sorry. It's like, sorry, not sorry. You got to learn it. How cool that Mara has implemented women supporting women in everything from her origin of her agave for her tequila all the way through her supply chain and into her own organization and in the philanthropic causes that she supports outside of just you know what she does day to day within Spiro and Aisha oof I mean she got me going you guys on web three and I have been in probably too many internet rabbit holes to even tell you about. I woke up at like 2 a.m. in Decentraland a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually currently at this exact moment in the process of buying my first NFT. So I decided, you know what, instead of just jumping in my car, which I have to do, I've been meaning to get over to my Michigan house today, I'm going to buy an NFT and it's taking so much longer than expected. But shout out to the epic women in our lives that inspire us to think bigger, to think differently, to want to win bigger and win better. I don't know about you guys, but between Brittany and Mara and Aisha, March was a pretty freaking epic month. (laughs) And I'm so grateful to be surrounded by these types of mentors and to have the opportunity and the platform to surround you with these types of mentors. Before we get into the content for today, I just really want to remind you guys that everything that you are experiencing by following along with the PM School mission is 
done for you with you in mind to empower you, to inspire you, to really help you question yourself and question, like, are you up-leveling in the right ways? Are you up-leveling in your life, in your business? And I really hope that when you hear women on this podcast, you know that the reason why they're at the table is because not only have they figured out what they have to get to their level of success, but now they're looking back and saying to themselves, how can I bring up the next woman and the next woman and the next woman? And how can I empower the woman I bring up to bring up the next woman? And so if you have heard anything in the stories that we've shared over the last couple of months, I really truly hope that you will reach out to the entrepreneurs that you most resonate with and you'll ask them for their support. You'll ask them for their guidance. You'll connect with them and tell them that their story pulled something out of you that you didn't know existed in you. So I'm super, super excited to share more things in the future. But I just want to hint at this briefly because more episodes will be coming out with respect to this topic. If Aisha's comment about Web3, my comments about the blockchain and Bitcoin and Ethereum and really this new world that's emerging have intrigued you at all, you're not alone. And myself, along with one of the women that I've become very close to over the course of the last year are going to be putting together small groups of women to have discourse and dialogue about these topics. So stay tuned. And if what I'm saying right now is resonating with you, just literally go to whatever platform you communicate with me directly on and let me know that you want to be on the invite list for that. And it will absolutely make sure that you are. Okay, so I've been babbling on and on, giving you guys life updates. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but like let's let's bring some value to you right now. So the last solo show that I did, I talked about my quarterly retrospective and we'll call it prospective process, right? What went well in the last quarter? What didn't go well? What questions do I ask myself to really realign my energy and move forward in big ways? And out of those questions, I oftentimes, you know, will ask myself, what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? And so in the retrospection that I did in March, there was a few themes that emerged, a few stop doings, and one really, really freaking important start doing. So this episode, I want to focus on four things. I know you guys love it when I have like weird number of things that I want to focus on, right? So three things that I'm going to stop doing that I think you could really lean into as well, if it resonates. And one thing that I'm going to start doing that, frankly, I should have started doing a long time ago, but you know, life is a journey. Life is a practice. We're growing. We're evolving. My dog is growling. Maybe you hear that, Cooper? No. So let's start with the stop doing. Let me tell you a little story. I promise it's a short one. I'm constantly looking to sharpen the saw in my own professional career. I revisited a book recently about sales. I know, hot topic. That reminded me 
of, I think it's like a psychology principle called transactional analysis theory, but that is like way too in the weeds for you guys. Basically, one of the the suggestions they make in this book is that one of the reasons why salespeople fail is because they conflate their identity with their roles. And because they conflate their identity, like who I am with the things that I do, they don't like to do things like prospect, which they know builds their book of business or be told no, because it hurts, which they know the more no's they get to, the more yeses they get to. And so the author of this book suggests that if we could deconflate our identity and our roles, we'd be far better off at salespeople, as salespeople. So what does this mean? Well, the author goes into this fact. He goes, when you were a newborn, when you first came out of the womb, you were absolutely perfect. Nobody could deny that fact. You as this infant child with literally nothing on your conscience, uh, nothing that you've ever done, were perfect. So if we ranked you on a scale of one to 10, you were 10. You're, you're a perfect 10. And then this infant grows up and they play various roles throughout their life. They play the role of daughter. They play the role of sister. They play the role of student. They play the role of coworker or employee or dot, 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 dot. And over time, we begin to conflate our identity, that perfect 10 that we were when we were born with our roles. As a student, maybe you didn't do well in school. There's a lot of people who didn't. So instead of feeling like a perfect 10 as a student, you may feel like a five. Well, what he would suggest is that for most people, we can't actually experience our identity as a 10 if we experience ourselves and our roles as a five. We conflate those things. And the challenge there is that basically because we feel like we are the value that we are in our roles that we're unable to compartmentalize, we're unable to switch off, we're unable to see ourselves as the perfect beings that we are. And so his recommendation is we start to disassociate our identity from our roles, meaning like every day when Steph wakes up, she gets to be a 10. And like she might go into the office and she may have a crap day at the office and she may feel like five when she's there. Well, when she comes home, She's no longer at the office, you know, theoretically or, or in real life. She gets to be that 10 again. And so the mechanism or the like visualization that he provides for how we dissociate our identities and our roles is this. And I love this. And if you've <laughs> hung out with me in the last couple of months, you've probably heard me say this. Imagine for a second that every night when you go to sleep in bed, that you are in like Rapunzel's castle tower. Okay. I know it's, it's fun. Go with me on this. And every morning when you wake up, you wake up this beautiful, perfect princess in the tallest tower in the land. And you're like, Oh, you're like singing and you're so perfect and beautiful. You're a 10. You always been a 10. You always will be a 10. You're a 10. That's why you're a princess in a castle. And then because you're not actually a princess in the castle. You have to go to work. You have to show up for your children. You have to show up for your husband. So you take the elevator or the stairs, depending on you know your fitness level, <laughs> down this castle, and you put on your armor to go into the battlefield of your life. 
And you need different armor for work than you do for your relationships, your friends or your family members or your spouse or your coworkers. But you put on your armor and you go into, into battle and all day, you may get knocked on your ass. You may have the best day of your life. But at the end of the day, you get to come back across that, that moat that's outside of all the castles in the fairyland we're talking about. You get to go back up to your tower and you get to be the perfect 10 that you always are and always have been. And so anyway, I feel like I've kind of been babbling on about this point, but we conflate our identities and our roles. And if you ranked either of those on the scales one to 10, your identity has always been a 10. Like that's just a true fact. And in your roles, you may not be perfect. That's okay. But your score that you get in any one of your roles doesn't get to influence the score that you have in your identity. So anyway, my stop doing for April is stop conflating my identity, my worth, my self-value with my roles because I'm not always going to be those things. And so it's unfair to myself to only allow myself to experience the version of me that I am in my roles as opposed to the version of me that I am inside of myself. I would love your guys' feedback on that. Did that resonate? Did that make sense? It's kind of like I'm still working through it, but it's really, really helping me right now. So every morning I wake up, I'm perfect. It feels great to be perfect. And then I go into the battlefield of life. A lot of days I get my ass kicked. And then at the end of the day, I get to come back across that moat, take off my armor and say, you know what? I feel pretty fucking good about myself because I'm a goddamn 10. And you know what, sister? You are too. Okay. So (laughs) enjoy that. You're a 10. You've always been a 10. You always will be a 10. You need to know that. Okay. So the second thing that I need to stop doing is allowing other people's energy to penetrate my energy. So you guys know that I'm an avid yogi, that every morning I really wake up, I create this sacred space. I fucking love my sacred space. I do my coffee. I do my journaling. I get to the yoga studio. I feel so good. Good. I feel great when I leave the yoga studio. My energy is a 10. My energy is a 10. What can I say? And then I step into somebody else's energy. And every day it's different. Some days it's the barista, some days it's my husband, some days it's it's whoever. And their energy penetrates mine. And over the course of the day, I interact with so many people that I feel overburdened by other people's energy. So Kevin Hart has this personal development book that I adore. I forget the title of it at this exact moment, but I'll I'll link it. And in it, he talks about his unwillingness to accept other people's energy and how he visualizes this for us is he says, force field, literally, like just imagine that you get home from the yoga studio, right? And you're feeling like a freaking 10 because you are a 10 and your family member is having a shit morning. That's not your problem. You don't have to carry that energy, but you show up into their space and they start, you know, spitting that bad energy out at you. Just imagine that you could like put your arms in like an X in front of your face 
and say force field and block that energy. And you don't have to carry that. You don't have to worry about it. Not because you don't have empathy, but because it's not your energy to take on for the day. You get to be a 10 today because you decide you get to be a 10 today. So my second stop doing for April is to stop taking on other people's energy, to stop letting other people's energy penetrate mine when frankly, it's not serving me. And if you, like me, are an empath and you take on people's energy like no other, force field, sorry, friends, April, I'm keeping my energy mine and you're keeping yours. Again, (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of babbling a little bit today. So tell me, what do you think, force field? You like that? Okay. Third thing that I'm going to stop doing. There's this quote in the book, The Third Door by Alex Benayan, whose book changed my life a couple of years ago. And specifically, this quote, uh, which came from Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer, really resonated with me and really resonated with Ryan. The quote is this, there is a statute of limitations on all childhood traumas. You want me to say that again? Okay, I will. There is a statute of limitations on all childhood traumas. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like the ass kick you didn't know you needed today. Here's the deal, peeps. We carry so much trauma with us from our upbringing. And like, sometimes it's big trauma, right? There's fucking big trauma out there. And sometimes there's smaller traumas. My guess is like the majority of the American population, or perhaps the majority of women listening to this show, have in the grand scheme of things, right? In the grand scheme of things, not the biggest traumas. Like, if I'm being honest, not the biggest traumas. You grew up in a first world country, and that's not to belittle any issues that exist in our country or any issues that you may personally have experienced. I have experienced my own issues that are like, I mean, I thought the biggest issues until I heard this freaking comment. And then I thought to myself, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, yeah, I've got it pretty good. And so, there's a statute of limitations in all childhood traumas. So what I need to stop doing, and maybe what you need to stop doing, is blaming your existing and current reality on traumas that you just can't let go of. And trust me, like there's a lot of resources and support out there to help you move through it. Like I'm not saying just like dissociate from a part of your identity that still needs healing. But like, ask yourself, what fully needs to heal here for me to move on and for me to put a statute of limitations on this trauma? And why this is important is because we allow those old stories to dictate our current reality. We allow, you know, traumas that make us feel like we're not enough or traumas that make us feel like we can never find love or be loved or experience the fullness of love that like we're fundamentally flawed and that's not the case. And so I hope that that comment is like the tough love somebody else needs right now. 
So I'll say it one more time. There's a statute of limitations on all childhood traumas. Go figure out what needs fixed, what needs healed, and then put that trauma behind you so you can step into who you're meant to be. Because you can't, that, that baggage can't come with you. It can't keep coming up every time you find an obstacle in front of you. It can't be that crutch. That crutch isn't serving the highest version of you. Okay, so I promised one more thing. The what I'm going to start doing. And like I have started in some ways, but I'm really embracing this this month. I'm going to start letting me be the main source of my self-belief and my confidence. Here's why. I talk to people all the time who I frankly believe in so much. There's a woman who's an author in my life who I believe in so much, and I know that she is just going to knock it out of the park. There's a woman who's a podcaster in my life who I adore so much, and I've seen grow so much, and I know that she can do anything she sets her mind to. And there's a woman who's an actress and a producer in my life, And same thing, I can't wait for her to reach the pinnacle of success in that industry. And I know that that's coming for her because it's plain, obvious, no big deal, and completely guaranteed when I think about her. Me, on the other hand, me, when I I think about my success, I'm like, (laughs) what are you you kidding me? No, not me. Not me. I'm not capable of that. But then those same women that I just brought up and they talk about me. They're like, yeah, duh, you'll do that and it'll be no big deal. And you'll have always been meant to do that because that's who you are. We believe in you. And so I guess the question that I have here is like, what if we believe in ourselves half as much as we believe in those around us? Just half as much. Okay, now what if we believed in ourselves just as much? as the people around us believed in us. And then here's the, here's the most important. What if we believed in ourselves more than we believed in others? What if we woke up every day and we said, yeah, duh, duh, you'll, you'll be that successful. Duh, you'll make that kind of impact. Duh, I see that for you. And we were just talking to ourselves in the mirror. I don't know why, but for me, that's like incredibly hard. And it's also coming out of the month of March and all the amazing women that I was able to connect with on this podcast and experience with you guys was really like the one thing that stood out to me is like, I need to start doing that. I need to start believing in myself more than anybody on this planet believes in me. And that's not to be like self-promoting. It's not to be braggadocious in the words of Brittany Stewart. It's meant to be, if I don't believe in me way more than everybody else on this planet believes in me, then how can I ever get others to believe in themselves? How can I ever uplift others to that level if I can't get to that level within myself? And so 
that's what I'm going to start doing this month, or at least I'm going to try. Check in with me in May. You know, I can't wait to tell you guys how it goes. Is I'm going to believe in me more than anyone else on the planet. I'm going to be my biggest cheerleader, biggest best fan. I like the words like aren't even coming out of my mouth comfortably. That's how uncomfortable this is for me. But imagine who you would become if you did that too. Okay. Did you guys like the four, the four things? I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed hanging out with you today. And I hope that I wasn't too babbly. I hope that you got value out of this episode. I hope that there's a new tool that you're putting in your toolkit that you're going to bring with you that's going to help you take it to the next level this month. And I hope that you will be inspired to take one out of my book and to believe in yourself this month more than anybody else on the planet believes in you. Because trust me, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you've got a lot of your world's biggest fans. So my challenge to you is how about you be your world's biggest fan this, this month and see what See what happens. See where that takes you. All right. I love you guys so much. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Share this with a friend who you know needs it. Tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And I will talk to you very, very soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this podcast, and I truly hope you did, Make sure you're subscribed so you'll be the first to know every time we drop new episodes. And if you haven't already, head over to pmschoolpod.com and subscribe to our newsletter so we can keep you in the loop as we release new PM School resources, invites to events, and trips abroad. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a review because it really makes an impact on our ability to book epic guests and keep this mission in motion. Last, but certainly not least, if you feel so moved, take a picture of yourself wherever you're listening and tell us what your biggest takeaways are by tagging us on Instagram at PM School Podcast. All right, until next time, go be epic. We see you. We support you. Cheers.